My name is Thomas Cocking, everyone calls me Tommy. I've been with the RNLI for 39 years. The RNLI has been in my family for well over 150 years. I sort of couldn't wait to get on the boat. People describe it to me as a wonderful tradition. I call it a lack of imagination. My father was coxswain for 22 years and he was in the crew for nearly 40. My grandfather was in the crew for quite a few years. My great-grandfather was in the crew all his life, but he drowned in it. He got lost in the lifeboat in 1939, along with his son and his son-in-law. Um, and that was when that happened, my great-grandmother didn't want my grandfather to stay in it because she just lost her husband, her son and son-in-law. But I think he did a few more jobs after that. It's hard to stay away when you've got it in your system. Um, before my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather was in the crew. That's when they were rowing boats then. I don't know why I wanted to do it, really. I mean, it's because my father did it, I suppose. I mean, even though our, the RNLI is not the cocking family business, it was sort of maybe treated that way. But, it, you know, it's like someone used to say to me once about the, the lifeboat itself. And I said, well, yeah, it may say St. Ives lifeboat on the stern, but it's mine, really. I look after it. <laughs> I treat it like my own. So. <laughs> Some people have, have argued that, uh, not here, but these are other coxswains I've spoken to, they do it on a first-come, first-served basis. I never have worked on that because I, I just found that that caused racing to the station. The way I actually told it was that it's a, low, it's a long, slow learning curve and you've got to be experienced because the way I look at it is that I owe it to the casualty to give him the best I've got. Now, I'm not going to leave behind a man with 10 years experience to take a guy who's been there for six months just because he was first one there or he hadn't been for a couple of shouts. He will get his chance when the 10 year, when the 10 year man doesn't show up one day because he's busy, then the guy, the six months, he gets a chance to go. And then when he does get a chance and he proves himself and yeah, he isn't a bad old boy, he's pretty good. He's keen, he's learning. It's, it's a slow procession of involvement. Of, of I know it just happens, but that's the way I did it. I didn't take first come first serve. I think in, in, as in the case was at Pen Lee, um, when the Pen Lee lifeboat was lost in 1981, I think uh, with the weather being as bad, I think the coxswain that night said, I'm not taking two members of a family. And as it turned out, he, he was proved right. Um, but I think in that situation, you know, it was a right call. But on the whole, most lifeboat stations have got multiple family members in it. That's the way, that's the way it works, you know. We was about 30 miles off Pendine. It was a French trawler in difficulties anyway. We got there and we picked this trawler up and the wind was blowing southerly, nine, 10, howling gale of wind. And I had this trawler towing it in and we were doing about a knot, knot and a half, hardly moving. And uh, waves were crashing all over the boat and I was there trying to steer it and look around and checking the tow rope. And, and all of a sudden, just the first time in my life, first time ever, something crossed my mind and I thought, what the hell am I doing here? I suppose I can actually honestly say in the 40 years, I think down to me personally, I think is about 
five people that wouldn't be alive today had I not done what I did. I am Elodie Broy. I am crew at Chiswick Lifeboat. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.